0: down to dunk, and I'm down to dunk, I'm down to dunk, this is j Dub, and I'm down to dunk,
1: I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk, this is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk, I'm Mike Mescal, and I'm down to dunk, this is J-Will, and I'm down to dunk, this is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk, this is Dort, and I'm down to dunk, you say, this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort? Yeah. <laughs> this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleich. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, with me is uh, nobody. I'm just by myself today. It was a tough scheduling day after Down to Dunk night and thought maybe there was hope that Alex could join me, but he's got a busy day today, so I'm just going to answer a bunch of questions. You guys always deliver, and I appreciate that. Um, man, first off, I just want to express some gratitude for last night to everybody that Showed up to to down-to-dunk night. We had a great time over at the Tap House and then over at the game. It was a fun game. It was better than last year's game where maybe we're moving closer to actually getting a win on down-to-dunk night. Maybe next year we'll actually uh, get a win. But they played the Nuggets and played them pretty well. Had a competitive game and then just kind of unraveled down the stretch. But it was an incredible time. And then we had our half-court shot contest. I will have the picture posted somewhere. Um, probably on social on different social media platforms at some point either today or tomorrow I would guess. So if you want if you want a copy of that that's not from Twitter, um, I can probably send you a high res one if you want to just DM me if you were there and would like to have that. So uh, don't know when I'll get that, but I should get that relatively soon. So again just thank you. it just means uh, it means so much to me and to the other guys to be able to do something like that. Thanks to the Thunder for putting that on and um, kind of running point on that. That was really great. Uh, shout out to Mac Maddox as well for all of his hard work on Down to Dunk Night. Um, what a fun, fun time. So huge thanks to everybody. It was good to see a bunch of you out there. We had people from Las Vegas and from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, wow, just... Honestly, it's just overwhelming. Um, so, very, very thankful. I know some people. I know there's been a lot of like comments in the YouTube's. Uh, I I threw up the. I just needed to throw up the graphic earlier, and it actually chose 125, and I forgot to change it. I knew I was going to do it later than that, but um, so shout out to everybody that's been in the comments section for a few hours now, um, and apologies for that. So. Um, Lots of uh, disappointment that this is just a solo pod because it's a Friday and it should just be kind of wacky and crazy anyways, but also episode one, two, three, four. Uh, it's kind of sad that episode one, two, three, four isn't in, uh, introduced by Luke. So um, yeah, you can go after the L-man on Twitter at Sue Clevens, if you would uh, like to let him know about your disappointment. Uh, but let's go to some TQs. Let's go to at first at Pepsi United. Did Mark Degnalt address why Aaron Wiggins didn't play against the Nuggets? It's pretty odd to not play a healthy young player with the best offensive-defensive rating on the team. So he addresses this kind of stuff all the time because Joe and I ask him all the time about stuff like this. And they just are wanting to get different looks at different players. This is just what it comes down to. It's not necessarily how they feel about Wiggins. Uh, I would also say that like numbers, like offensive and defensive rating a couple weeks into the season are pretty fleeting. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't use those. Um, and then offensive and defensive ratings for individual players is also just kind of a, eh, not the best way to, to go about it. So I just, I don't think they think much about those, um, those ratings anyways. I'm not sure how much that goes into the evaluation. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that they're sitting back and thinking about that, but yeah, Wiggins doesn't play, Um, uh, you know, you get a little bit more Jalen Williams, you get Kenrich Williams who didn't play the other night. Um, it's almost like a, it's Wiggins or Kenrich at this point is what it seems like. And they wanted to get Kenrich in there who played some decent minutes. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's just like, just Shay again, Lou had a decent night. From the field. Not from three, but from the field. Had a decent night. <laughs> Shea just continues to be ridiculous. I'm sure we'll get to some questions about that. Um, but his line, 37. Four and three with two steals. Four turnovers. 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Zero for zero from three. Just didn't even take one. 13 of 17. 37 points on 17 shots. The efficiency is just through the roof. Just outrageous. Um had been to that point up in Elephant King or Zion and Shea shot chart twins. They were last night, man. Everything was at the rim last night. It is wild. Uh let me see if I can actually pull his shot chart up and put it up here on the stream because it is just it's extremely interesting. It just it truly is to look at what he did. Um I just continue to be very impressed with Shay. Michael Malone called him unguardable last night, and it's true. He is he is on another level at this point, and it's pretty, pretty cool to see. Not worth it. Not worth it for the pod. Okay. So, but yeah, Shea's just taken everything at the rim. I mean, it's just all these little green circles all around the rim. Like, no Xs, just all greens around the rim. Then a few midis in there. Um very few X's. It's just... It's unreal. It, is, it has been quite an experience watching Shay evolve this year. Uh, let's see. at Trav underscore is underscore funny. Trav at the Down to Dunk Night with his daughter. It was very fun to see Trav again and for him to bring his kids along. I brought my kids as well. Um, so that was very fun. It was very, very cool to see. Um, so... Shout out to Travis for being there. Uh, any chance of another DTD night this season? Or is it more of a once-in-a-season dealio? Um, It's probably a once-a-season thing, I would say. But, you know, if they're more competitive down the stretch, maybe we would consider doing another one. But I think it's probably just a once-a-year thing. But we'll do more events. I'll say that. So we'll do more events for Down to Dunk Um, That should be fun. Uh, Let's see. At Dude Buffet says, my question is, in the NBA, they should have a thing called game breaker time and the teams play two on two for the last four minutes of the third quarter. They also turn on all the arena lights and black lights and let me DJ. No or yes? No, no. This is absurd. Why would they do this? (laughs) Um, At Will C. Galbraith Uh, Where will Shea rank all-time among Thunder players when his career is over? Ooh, I think Will was at downtown as well. What's up, Will? All-time. So you have to consider Kevin and Russell at the top. Russell, then Kevin. And then you had players, like great players that had short stints. Like you had your one Chris Paul year. You had a couple years of Paul George I think he'll surpass them. I would say if if all goes well third, if things get crazy and we start like making the conference finals and stuff like that, you could consider him second. It's gonna be tough. Like he's gonna have to win the MVP, he's gonna have to do a lot to surpass Russ and what Russ did over his career. I know it's easy to malign Russ today, but like he's the greatest Thunder player of all time. And it has to do with longevity and what he's able to do. So yeah, I would, I would say that when it's all said and done, I think it is not insane to say third. Just because I only had a couple seasons of Paul George and one season of Chris Paul, and then, like, who are we really talking about? You know, it's Kevin and Russ. So I'd say third is where he'll probably end up um, in my head. So um, let's see. Why do you think the Thunder are getting off such, to such slow starts offensively? This is from at Bryce, Bryson Crank um, at the beginning of games. I was listening to the broadcast on NBA TV last night, and they mentioned the fact that once you're down by that much, you have to be almost perfect to come back. And to that point, you're probably pushing yourself too early, too hard for a young team who don't have the legs for all that. I mean, they're not a good offensive team. They're just not. And finding a flow is tough. And for whatever reason, they've not been able to get off to good starts. A lot of it's shooting. I mean, think about last night. I mean, the Nuggets couldn't miss threes. And the Thunder, aren't. Sh- they didn't shoot a ton. And then they're also just not very good at shooting threes. And so you can get behind, especially when you're trying to trade two for three. You're not even making your twos. Um, They'll get off to better starts than this. Just like keep in mind, this is a bad offensive team. This is one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA. And it takes them a minute to get into a groove. And part of that is these guys are young. Young teams don't just get off to smashing starts. They don't. That's just a part of it. And that's okay. It's just a part of the growth that they need to go through. And so that's something that they need to figure out as a coaching staff and need to correct it. Uh, Jess2437... Would you rather be a Lakers fan or a Nets fan? Oh, my gosh. Lakers fan. Easily. Easily. The Nets is um, it's more complicated. It's, it's more annoying by far. Yeah. Lakers. Give me Lakers. And also, like, the Lakers, I think, could have a future where the Nets have just been a sad franchise for forever. You know? So, yeah. Give me the Lakers all day, every day. Uh, CZ Steele, I'd rather have Shea than blank. Which all-stars or all-NBA players do you think Shea is better than right now? Oh, man. Okay, let me pull up um, the leaderboard here and see. So I would rather have Giannis and Luca for sure. I think I'd rather have Jaw than Shea. I think I'd rather have Tatum than Shay. And then are there that many more? <laughs> I mean it gets I don't want to seem weird about that. Um Zion is interesting. Um I I would rather have Shea than Zion just because of the health stuff and just the volatility of Zion anyways. Um, and just the fact like having a creating guard is just better. Um, so it's tough. Like I would rather have him than Kevin Durant today, just cause of age. I'd rather have him than Donovan Mitchell. I just think Shay's going to be better than Donovan. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. Better three point shooter a lot. You know, there's a lot of things that are better, but I think I just like Shay better. Uh, I'd rather have him than Dame just because of age. Steph because of age. Booker is interesting. Booker's not that much older than Shea. Um, Booker is probably a a little bit better player than Shea is today. Well, maybe not. I don't know. They're close, but give me Shea. I like his style of play better. Trey Young is an interesting one. Trey doesn't play any defense. Give me Shea. Kyrie Irving. Don't even have to say anything else. Uh, Jalen Brown, no. Pascal Siakam, who's been awesome, who I think is gonna like make All NBA again, mm, but no. LeBron, too old. Desmond Bain, it's cool, but no. Like we're entering the range of like no, 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 no. no. Um, he's he's up there, and I'm you know I'm too close to the situation. You know, I think if you offered, like, Cade or Shea to, like, the entire league. I mean, that's interesting. You know, I think probably a lot of people would still say Cade. But I don't know how many people watch Shea this year. I think Shea has definitely been better than Cade this year. Um, so, yeah. Jokic, it probably, I'd probably still take Jokic. Jokic is still pretty young. So I'd probably still take Nicola over him. But, yeah, there's not a lot. He's gotten really, really good. And if he can stay at this level, he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be an all-star, like, certainly. And then it just depends on how many wins the Thunder get if we're talking all NBA. Like, it's he'll be at least a part of the conversation if he plays like this. Now, this is a pretty high standard. So we'll have to see how he does. Uh, let's see door poi says uh who's the best driver 2022 Shay or young russ boy that's like saying do you like jazz or speed metal <laughs> you know it's like what's what's better jazz or speed metal well they're both depends on it depends on the uh the person right they're they're both incredible but they're so different that it's hard to like truly compare to like really make the comparison between the two. Uh, Russ was just inevitable, right? The the power, the speed, the f- ferocity—just like sheesh! Like it was, he was something to behold. <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> watching him play, and Shea is more just like just it's beautiful basketball to watch because he's just in and out and stop and go and just up. and I mean, it's just all over the place and it's left and right and the, the skill level compared. Not, not that Russ isn't skilled. Russ is very skilled, but the skill level is just different. It just is a different feel where Russ is just like all power. You're going to die speed metal. And Shay is just like jazz, lull you to sleep, find the pocket, of you know air and just take shots you know he's like more of like old school traditional shooting guard you know there's a lot of good things about it but saying who's better i don't know (laughs) it's too hard to make the you know truly say which one it was um okay let's see at ali karamazov sorry ben glover uh, should I be concerned about Giddy? His numbers are fine except for the rebounding, but my eyes tell me that he doesn't know what to be when SGA is out there. It's so early. It's so, so early. I mean, the, the minute count... I mean, let me see if, like, cleaning the glass is even updated to where there's even any stats on those two playing together. Because, like, there's not enough lineup data to even say that what is what. And if there's not even enough lineup data to say what is what, then you don't have enough of a sample. So, I mean, like, your concern level, like, should be, like, pretty low because we haven't seen them play. And also, these guys are still pretty young. And I know that feels like an excuse, and it is to a degree. But, I mean... Josh is extremely young. He's very, very young. Yeah, I mean, it is a mixed bag. I mean, the the lineup that has played the most together, that includes Shea and Giddy, is the starting lineup from last night. Shea, Dort, Giddy, Poku, J-Rob. 51 possessions. That's not enough. You do Shea, Dort, Giddy, Baisley, Muscala... So that first lineup, 51 possessions, not enough, minus 40. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I saw a small sample size theater, just too small, really bad. Just like we talked about their rough starts. And then Shea, Dort, Giddy, Baisley, Moscala, 41.2. That's only 17 possessions. 17 possessions is the second most when it comes to lineups, five-man lineups for Shea and Giddy. It's like 15, 12, 12, 10, 10, 11, 9. It's like there's just not hardly anything here. So we don't have numbers that back up good or bad. I have numbers that back up good and bad. There's lineups that are great. There's lineups that are terrible. It's going to take time. And it's going to require shooting from Giddy and improvement Continuous improvement from Giddy. We are still four years away from what could be the beginning of Giddy's prime. Four. Four. We're not a year from it. We're not two years. We are four years away from what could be the starting prime of Josh Giddy. We cannot hit the eject button on this yet. I said this on the OKC Dream Team podcast yesterday. But it's like, it, this is so early and so young. It'd be like looking at a two-month-old baby and saying, man, this thing can't talk. This thing can't walk. Is this thing ever going to work? This thing isn't going to work. It's too early. It's too early to know. You know, people were calling that on babies. It'd be a rough, rough world for babies. So don't don't be concerned yet. Don't, like, jump, like, everybody wants now. Like, that's the thing is, like, everybody watches these games, like, okay, I want whatever it is, I want it now. I want to form the idea now. I want to have this team now. I want to have this, and we're getting a really good Shea right now. But what's going to make this team actually good is not just Shea being awesome and throwing everything we can to make Shea great. Like, I mean, you could take the picks, trade for shooters, Surround him probably with some kind of like drop coverage big that can set screens and say like, all right, let's do it now, today. And he could be pretty good. Like he you could, you could maybe fight for the seed or something like that. I think Shay's that good. But what's going to make this team go to the next level is the overlapping primes of Shea, Giddy, and Chet. That's it. And there's not a lot that you can do with time here. Shay will be entering, like, his, like, prime prime, like the Giannis prime that we're seeing right now, which is, like, absolutely insane. While Giddy and Chet are entering their, like, pre-prime, like, beginning of their prime age, and then you'll have this overlap. And that's when the Thunder are going to be really, really good. Like, you, I, I would, I don't know if you can bank on that because we just still need to see Chet, and we still need to see Giddy improve, but, like, that's the idea. Uh, Mr. Thunder Zero, what do you th- you think SGA, Giddy and Dort's games played will be? Over or under 52.5? I'll take the under on two out of the three of them. I hope that it's over. So let's just take a look at the history of these guys when it comes to games played the last couple years, which is like our tank years. And and just compare it. So last year, Shea played 56 would be over. Dort played 51, that's under. And Josh played 54, that's over. So both would be over last year, if that's 52 and a half is your number. 2020, 2021, obviously we didn't have Josh Giddy yet. So Shea played 35 games under. Dort played 52 games under. So I get your point. I would say over I think these guys are at the point where they want to play. They will win games and they will lose games. Denver is a lot better than them. I actually think last night was like a, a really good sign for it's a it's a sign of respect because the way the Nuggets have played the Thunder the past couple of years was flat out disrespectful <laughs> to be honest. Flat out disrespectful. Not the way that a team that like comes in and is like, taking the team seriously, taking the Thunder seriously, would play. And last night, they took them pretty seriously. And they shot the ball well, and they played hard. And they, they put the clamps on the Thunder at the end of the game. And that's what a good team should do. The Thunder are not a good team yet. They're a fun team. They're going to scrap. They're going to claw. They're going to fight. And they're going to beat teams like Orlando. But they should not beat teams like Denver yet. Not yet. Denver's really good. Denver's a title contender this year. The Thunder are not close to that. They should differentiate themselves from the Thunder pretty easily if they're playing in a way that shows that they respect the Thunder at all. They should put the hammer on them, and they did. And I thought it was actually like, okay, that's a good sign. Because we've seen the Nuggets lay eggs a lot. You see how disrespectful they were to the Lakers and that they just didn't show up and the Lakers actually played? This, this Nuggets team has a, uh, a disrespectful streak in them where they just won't play hard against teams they think stink. And they did not play that way against the Thunder. So, This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor
0: of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, You're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Adam Prant says, thanks for the event last night. Worth a trip from PA and I don't forget, man, Adam, thank you so much for Adam flew here from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's the capital of Pennsylvania. Wow. Amazing. Um, it's overwhelming, honestly, that you would do that. So thank you so much for joining us. It was great meeting you guys. And, um, I love it. I love doing down to dunk night. It was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, let's go to the next question at sauce underscore Shippadin. Shay has been scoring 30 plus a night while barely making any threes, and he's being super efficient too, despite that. Do you think this is sustainable? Do you think Shay can be a superstar who relies mainly on his driving, mid range, defense, or does he need the three? It's a great question. I think he needs the three. I do. Um, I don't think this is crazy sustainable. There are very few stars that play like this. Um, DeRozan is one, although Shea has like played a lot better defense than DeRozan really ever has. Um, but we know Shay can shoot threes. Like I'm not concerned about it. He is in the laboratory working on his mid range game right now, <laughs> you know. Shea will tell you, and it tells us all the time that he is still developing and he's still getting better. So he's not a finished product by any means. And so we saw him kind of experiment with his three-point shot a lot last year and it kind of led to some bad shots and some rough shots. And now we're seeing him kind of put his mid-range and his driving game together even more. Like he's mastering it. In order for that all to come together shooting the three is going to be part of it because when you get into a playoff series, you're going to have to hit threes. You just do. You can't trade two for three. Every time you will lose, you will. And so you either need to generate threes or you need to make them yourself. And he's going to have to make it himself. I mean, LeBron James is a great example. LeBron has to shoot threes. He has to, he absolutely has to. So, yeah, it's a great question. Um, this current version of Shea is super fun, though really, really fun to watch. Abigail Devella twenty five. His question is Poku. Poku had some really nice moments last night. He like I think he missed all of his jumpers, which is fine. Like it's just it's okay. I actually liked almost every shot that he took. Um, but he's continuing to improve, and he's not going to have these sixteen point eight rebound nights every every time he goes out. But he's improving. It's good to see. Uh, at Simon Diamond Twenty, please rank these SGA nicknames: the Him Reaper, the Real Him Shady, Himmer for Debt, Himmy Cooks, just a Drake song, Maple Mamba, Himmer Time. Hmm. I think I don't know which one of these I like. Um. I don't like the him Reaper. It just it feels too much like Kevin, so I'm like out on that. The real him Shady it feels weird. No him for debt. It's like he's not him refer. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm too old, honestly. I'm sorry. Um, at Alley, Car- oh, it's the same one. Ben Glover. Uh, no one will trade Victor. But how much future draft capital would you use to move up to two or three in this draft? All of it. <laughs> Not all of it, but 10 picks. I don't know, a lot. I mean, how many picks should the Memphis Grizzlies have given up to get up to two to get jaw if they didn't get jaw? I would advise them all of them. So I think that's what this kind of draft is. I also don't think that number two is going to be up for grabs. I don't know that number three is either. Um, But... Like honestly, you add one of those guys to this team, rebuild's over. So yeah, you just now you have to wait for overlapping primes to be great. But yeah, it's uh it's worth a lot. And I don't know the the lengths that the front office will go to to get one of those picks, as far as either losing or trading. I don't know, but. Gotta know that. I mean, I would assume it's probably top of mind. It would be for me. Um, At Dylan Out Loud, I don't have a question. I just want to say thank you guys for organizing an amazing event. So many of my favorite thunder memories are accompanied by your insight and commentary. Keep up the great work and I look forward to coming back next year. Hey, thanks so much, Dylan. I think Dylan was from Las Vegas. Yes, Dylan, thanks so much, man. Um, It meant a lot to me for you to be there. So, Um, Big shout-out to you as well. Thanks for being there, man. That was really fun. Uh, Let's see. At Fat underscore Dury, is Poku the best active big on the Thunder roster? In my opinion, he's been playing like it so far this season. He's been making winning plays far more consistently, and head scratchers have been fewer and farther between. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. I think that we will see what a real active big looks like when Chet plays. (laughs) Our bar is real low. I think he has shown improvement. There's no doubt about it. I am actually I've been a f- very impressed with him. I was talking with Jay the other the other day on Wednesday just about how it's been tough to see Poku string together more than one good thing um, at a time together on the court, and he's been able to do that a lot. So he's been a lot better, and there's been some rough stretches, but. I think there's been more good stretches than not. Um at C9 Shack, thoughts on Giddy on Giddy off the bench. Um just refer back to my baby comment earlier. At Thunderfan 96, is it time for the Pokemaniacs to come out of their hiding and be loud and proud? Do it. Get out of there, Pokemaniacs. It's time. At Andrew underscore ELER Uh, Poku made go-ahead threes for the lead in two games in a row. Am I overreacting or in giving him guy status? Yeah, we got to wait. Give me 20 games. Give me a guarantee he's not going to the G League. But he's looking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm leaning guy. Uh, Mixter010 underscore, how do you think Shea and Josh can become cohesive in a modern-day offense? Also... Can we rely on Shea playing this great offensively and defensively long-term or the Thunder look towards more of a team-oriented play style? Love the pot all the way from New Zealand. Thank you, Mixter. Oh, man. Lots of questions in here. How do they become cohesive? It's one through playing together. And no, they can't rely on Shea doing everything. I don't think I would... Advise them not to do that. I think very few players have been heliocentric like this and won titles. It's um, it's LeBron, Kobe couldn't do it without Powell or without Shaq. I'm talking about one of the best players of all time, couldn't do it. So no, they and when you add Chet into this and Giddy, like no, you can't. Just have just handed the ball and say, do everything for us, save us, Shay. No. And I don't think Shay I think if you talk to Shay about it, he doesn't want that. I mean, one of the first things he said to me in that preseason interview was that he was working on his off ball game. So one, he's very willing to do it. Um but it's gonna take time, so give it time. Um, and then the other question yeah, it's got to be team-oriented. I think that's the way that Mark wants to play. I think that's the way that Sam wants to play. So, you know, Mark has made that pretty clear in press conferences that they want them playing together. So, it's just going to take time. Giddy didn't, had some pretty rough moments last night. There's also some bad calls. It's just straight-up bad calls. There's like a travel call on him where he just like barely lifted his foot. I couldn't even... Really, I didn't, I wasn't sitting in my normal seat, so I couldn't see it super well, but I thought it was kind of absurd. But it, give it, give it time. There will, there will be moments where it will look good and there will be moments where it won't. But that's a part of growing. And that's a part, that's, I mean, that's just a part of their, going to be a part of their story if it works, is that it takes, it's going to take some time. And you just have to be okay with that you know you got to let it develop like development is like i mean there's pain in it there's you know patience in it it's it's not going to be easy and you i don't know a lot of things that have not been easy for me have been like way more rewarding in the end and so i think it's it's like process over anything right now so Um, That's kind of, I would I would say like give it time, like not weeks or days time, but years time. And they and they may decide everybody that's shouting that Giddy needs traded now. Heck, you may end up being right. Or the people that are saying these are both really good players. Give it time, let them mold together. They could be right. I don't know. I don't know who's right in this. I can't guarantee that he's going to, that Giddy and Shea is going to work out. One thing that I think is going to matter, and obviously the Thunder know this, is they hired Chip England. And like his, you might as well make his job description, Josh Giddy shooting coach. (laughs) You know, it's going to take some time and it's okay. Let it, let it be for a little bit. Sometimes like, especially in the NBA, you just want you want it the way that it should be now and you want it to, um, you know, come together quickly. And this one is not going to. And we just, as a Thunder fan base, like, we just have to be okay with just watching how it unfolds. So um, I don't know if that's a non-answer, but that's just my answer. Um, okay, C, Obstinacy. With other happenings going on in the league and this Thunder team's surprisingly positive start to the season, what would the Thunder's record need to be before the trade deadline before Preston would even consider sending an offer to the Nets for Kevin Durant? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, top six in the West be enough? It's not happening, man. You can put... I, I can... There's a lot of things I can tell you I don't know. Take that one and... Put it, put it in a in a dumpster and light it on fire, brother. Kick it, kick it down a hill. That ain't gonna happen. Um, Spinny Prod, do you think Shea can lead the league in scoring this year? And how proud of you are? Uh, how proud are you of Poku? Because I'm very happy for him. I'm very proud of Poku. He, if he pays attention to the online conversations, even earlier this year. Whew. Tough tough. He's had to show some mental toughness to get to this point. And can he lead the league in scoring? If you you look down south to what Luka Doncic is doing right now, I would say nope. There's a real chance Luka could be averaging close to 40 points this year, so not going to happen. At Davey underscore Kingler... If you could know the Thunder's position in the reverse rankings going into the draft next year, what spot would make you most disappointed? Hmm. Ten? Eleven? That would make me disappointed. It's like welcome to the middle, Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know. And luckily the Thunder don't get stuck in the middle because they get to add a great player in chat right away. Like that's like that's the silver lining. And that's why any outcome is not terrible for Oklahoma city because if it's like, Oh gosh, like they're 10th in the reverse standings and they add chat and they get to add the 10th pick. All right. That's not the worst thing in the world, but it is probably the worst. The outcome that makes me the most sad and disappointed. So with that, this is like a gravy year where if you can feel good, if they win and good, if they lose and you can just feel good about the development and also knowing the pick situations going forward, that there are some high-level picks that could be coming the Thunder's way in the future when they're actually good, and they have a ton of extra picks when their overlapping primes are happening. There are a lot of there are a lot of things that can keep you from feeling like this is a d- disaster. I think that that Sam and his people have done such a good job to where I don't think that there is a disaster outside of like things out of their control, like injuries and you know guys just like like not being good like the i mean a lot of those things are out of their control but the way they've set it up is like is very very good so but yeah probably like 9 10 11 would be very disappointing uh bereavement life comparing the thunder to the rest of the currently statistically speaking what do you what do you need to see to say that we are not in the middle also, to hop the middle, are you excited about the Thunder trading for Embiid <laughs> as the disgruntled star? No, 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 I'm not. I don't think Embiid's the right guy for this for this city, for this team, especially adding Chet. Chet's the center. So, no, I'm not excited about that. What they need is, like, Giddy and Chet to be really good. That's how you jump the middle. And then, like, Trey Mann continue, like, popping for real jang or Dub or somebody also popping that's how you do it um so yeah at travis is underscore funny did someone make the half court shot or do we all look like posers in front of mac maddox shout out again to mac maddox um yeah somebody made it yeah yeah made it i think it was a bank shot made it so gosh i can't remember his name i feel terrible i feel awful There was so much going on last night um, DM me if you're listening, DM me your name so I can say it on the podcast. Cause this is horribly embarrassing for me. Um, uh, Seth Nix, my old neighbor, uh, still think that we're going to tank. What's the path to more losses without being too blatant about it? Um, I mean, they were pretty blatant about it last year. So I don't know that that's possible. Um, I think you kind of have to be blatant about it if you're going to tank. So, I don't think it's out of the question. I think that we just need to see more. I think if we get to the end of December, I think we'll have a much better idea what that looks like, depending on what their record is. Um, Let's see. At Steve Thunder Fan, did you guys have fun? We had so much fun. It was so much fun. I wish the other guys were here so that we could describe the, the fun that was had, but it was an amazing time. Maybe maybe you, Stephen Dolan, could make it to a down-to-dunk night one of these days. Um, let's see. At Alex underscore Bullerjack, what's the best meal or snack to enjoy while watching the Thunder in the arena? Hmm. So I had some friends uh, get some Taco Mayo burrito bowls that looked pretty delicious. Um, for me... I'm usually just eating media dining and some of it can be really great and tasty. I'm doing no sugar right now, which is a huge bummer. Especially since they, they had a um ice cream cereal combo on like the first night of the season. It was uh it was painful. It was painful. But yeah, that's pretty great. Right now I'm uh sitting there eating peanuts. Um while I'm watching the game. So, looking pretty old doing that. Uh, if you have questions, want to throw questions in the chat, you can do that. I'll answer a couple of questions in the chat because I think I'm at the end of these now. Um, if you listen to tonight's podcast, this time next year, what will be the dumbest take that you hear? Hmm. To this podcast that I'm doing right now, the dumbest take that I've had Goodness, it probably has something to do with Poku, I would guess. Um, Either not being the best player in the world, or maybe just that he doesn't exist on the Thunder anymore. I don't know. Something like that is probably, like anything, I I mean, it's just very easy to be wrong about Poku. Um, Let's see. Let's see if we have any questions in the chat before we go. Brandon Hannum. He says, I've got a random question for you, Andrew. I've been doing a Minnesota Sports, Twins, Wild, and Vikings-based podcast for only a month or so. What would be your advice to someone starting out? Uh, I would say a couple things. I would have actually I have a lot to say. Um, but uh, I would say pick a consistent day to do the show and release it. And I would say... Um, Listen to yourself and try to get better and connect with fans the best that you could. So, uh, Gabi here. Who is the best type of power forward to pair next to Chet? Uh, I've heard Michele say Chris Middleton type of player would be nice to have. I would actually like to have somebody with a little bit more toughness than Middleton. So... I mean, it's it's gonna be someone that that rebounds well, that defends well, that is like tough as nails, that can hit open jumpers. Definitely, I mean, that's one of your probably more spot up positions. I don't think they're gonna have a t- like do a ton of spot up, but like they they want more movement in their offense than that. They just don't want stationary players, so. It's not necessary that you have to just be some standstill P.J. Tucker shooter. I don't necessarily think that's the goal. So, I mean, somebody that can shoot off of movement, that can play good defense, is the kind of guy that you want next to Chet. You know, like prime Richard Lewis would have been pretty cool next to him. Um, but also someone that can make a decision, too which was not really Richard's forte. Because I think like a lot of people would jump to like, well, Jabari Smith maybe would be a guy. And they would actually pair pretty decently together. But like Jabari just really struggles with like the decision-making part of the game. And maybe that will change. and Maybe that will get better. But that's something that I think you would want. And so like maybe the answer is already on the team too. Like maybe it's Jeremiah. Jeremiah's like played pretty well um sock like 69 like a Victor Wembanyama type of guy yeah that would be pretty good i'll take that that actually would work pretty well next to chat um and then like maybe J-Dub like just gets a lot stronger you know and they are just like this crazy versatile small like run around like you can't keep up with us cuz we make decisions too quickly and it's just too tough for you guys you know that's kind of what the warriors are and what they have been when they go small. So I think somebody like that. I just am like describing concepts of players, but I hope you're you're with me at least a little bit. Um at or not at, he's not an at. This is Brian Artiga. Hey Andrew, is there any team that would come to mind that um, that's talk the most on the court that talks the most? I mean the Warriors talk a ton. Um so um, that is definitely one team that talks a lot. It's a lot, of, a lot of times it's the older teams. Like the the Celtics talk a lot too. Young teams have trouble with communication a lot. So, and the vocal guys just, I don't know. I mean, they got to be pretty special. So, but yeah, it's usually a lot of the older teams that are talking more of the teams that we've seen so far. I'm trying to think of who talked the most. But yeah, probably just the older teams. And Gavi says that we're not the Warriors. That'll never work. I mean, yeah, they're not, the, they're not trying to be the Warriors. I'm just saying that decision-making is clearly a point a point of emphasis on this team and in the team building. So, I mean, that's it. I think you can see it in the way they draft. You know, they, they, they drafted Jang... A lot because of his size and the way he defends, but also the the guy can make a decision with the basketball. And so they they're not going to be the Warriors because the only way you can be the Warriors is if you have Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't have Steph Curry. They've got Shea, who's different. They've got Chet, who's different. So like that's how you be the Warriors. Um, so, but yeah, uh, he, you're. Our team is too small screen to set a good screen you don't have to be big you don't have to be Steven Adams to set screens trey trey man has set some pretty great screens for shea this year um yeah this is the this is the wide open n b a this isn't old school this isn't nine this isn't ninety eight this isn't oh four like you can you can you can do it with guys that are a little bit smaller if you're spread out um so yeah, I don't. I don't think the Thunder is super concerned with that. Honestly, I don't think that you need some big girthy guy at the four to do it. I think that you can you can figure out a way. But I honestly, what they need more than a big girthy guy to to play that spot is to have someone that can actually shoot the basketball. It opens up everything. Shay needs that badly. Giddy needs that badly. Chet will need that badly. So it's really to me, it's shooting. And then the willingness to defend willing willingness to defend is a is a tough is a tough thing to find in the league and if and if you can get your your star player to be willing, it's going to make things a lot easier. so um, all right this will be it on this Friday at 3 40 pm. Um, you guys value shooting too much. gobby. my goodness man, go look at the shooting percentages of this team. go look at the offensive efficiency. Go look at the teams that have won titles. Go check it out. Shooting is, is quite important to this. I can say girthy guy as much as I want. Hoopstock69. All right. hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks again to everybody um, that was at the down-to-dunk night. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to my guys. We had uh, the greatest time. I'm going to put a video out of all of the um, half court shots. Sometime I don't know if I'll get to it today because I just have too much to do, but sometime either early next probably early next week you can count on that. So look for that. Um, I have the picture of the group as well at some point, hopefully today, maybe tomorrow um, so yeah, it's um it it's uh it's fun it's a great it's gonna be great to to have that and if you again, if you want a high res version of that, uh, DM me your email address and I'll try to get that to you. So, um, hope you guys have a great day. Gobby! Chill out, Gobby! The The Bucks and Lakers won because they had Giannis and LeBron James. They didn't win because they have team rebounding. And Shea, Shea is not Giannis, at least not yet. So, you, if you got Giannis, you got a chance. But, they also have to have Shooting. They also have to have shooting. Everybody has to have shooting. Come on now. All right. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.